Leading by six, Morgantown. West Virginia knocks off number 15, Virginia Tech. Good, solid, defining win for this ascendant Michigan State team. 38 to 17. Folks are 3-0. Big pressure. Launches over the middle. It is incomplete. And Penn State holds on. Ball game's over. BYU celebrating on its own field again. Deep down the field into the mass. Broken up as Fresno State has won a game that will be remembered forever. Release date, September 24th, 2021. This is TBD Sportscast College Football. I'm Mason, and who would usually be here is Joey. But Joey decided to go and get the flu in a time where one of the most deadliest pandemics is happening in the world right now. So here we have Donovan from the Dub Sports Podcast. You can go check them out. But he's gonna he's here to take over for Joey. We're gonna talk about some college football, and uh, really glad to have you here, Donovan. Hey, man. Thanks, Mason. I appreciate you having me on, and... I'm excited to, to talk some college football with you for sure. Heck yeah, man. Well, we're definitely going to talk about some college football today, especially with this week three recap. We had some big games last week. Let's start off with 15 Virginia Tech at West Virginia. What do you think about that, man? One of the biggest upsets from last week. Me and Joey both picked, or Joey picked West Virginia. I picked Virginia Tech. I was wrong. But who'd you pick and what do you think about it? Yeah, I would have picked Virginia Tech as well. Um they, you know, typically run the ball really well, um, played really good defense. Um, with Virginia Tech, it kind of is a toss-up because, you know, they obviously obliterated Carolina week one. Yeah. Um, looked really good. But at that time, how good was Carolina? So, um, of course, you know, that was an upset for them early. You know, I don't know. We're I, I think we'll just have to see um, who Virginia Tech really is later on in the season as they get into the ACC play and, um, we'll go from there, but yeah, definitely an upset. I, I felt like I was I was shocked Virginia West Virginia won, but um, yeah, I mean ultimately, uh, just they didn't run the ball like like they have been in the past, and but it, overall good game though for sure. And that's why I picked Virginia Tech to win this is because of how they played against Carolina. But like you said, there's been a theme going on. I think that a lot of people have been talking about where a lot of these wins that these teams got in week zero, week one, and week two are starting to look kind of not as impressive because these teams are coming out to be so, I mean, honestly, just being frank, being bad teams. I mean, like, you know, let's look at Alabama and Florida, for example. Go ahead and look at that game. Alabama only beat them by two points. Right. And this is a team that, you know, like when they played Miami, Alabama, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, Alabama's a great team. And, like, they look great. And, and then Miami almost loses to App State in week two yep. and almost lost or did lose to Michigan State in week three. I mean, so that's really when you go back and look at it, that's not really an impressive win anymore. Yeah. But with Alabama, Florida, that definitely surprised me. I've been saying all some all season that Florida is not that good and they definitely came out and played and they surprised the heck out of me. So well it's every time Florida plays Alabama though, it's always a, a pretty close game. So um you do have that going for you. But yeah, I know I mean I don't their defense typically just steps up there, but one of the stats in that game that I was most surprised about is, number one, Florida ran all over Alabama's defense. Oh, yeah. And um, I think Alabama had 91 rushing yards total. And so just complete opposite of what we're used to seeing from an Alabama football team. And Nick Saban said last year, like, 
this is a passing league. It's kind of getting to that like the NFL is, and it's, it's you have to change your mentality a little bit. But still, I'm just shocked to see those those numbers um, when, when it comes to running the ball in the SEC. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I was very surprised that Florida was able to play that well. And if they hadn't missed that extra point, we probably would have seen a different outcome in that game, at least yeah, overtime. Absolutely. But moving on from that game now, another upset, Michigan State upsetting 24 Miami in Miami. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know that this is really an upset. I think that, like, my, you know, we've we've talked about our frustration with um, the preseason polls. We talked yeah. about that last week on the Dubs Sports Podcast. Plus, when you guys were on a couple weeks ago, we talked about that. And it's, I think Miami is still at 24 solely based on they were ranked pretty high in the top 25 as the season started. And yeah. so Miami's just really bad. They're, they're not good. <laughs> You know, I, I talked about when they played Alabama, all like Miami's going to give them a game. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't. No. <laughs> and um, and Michigan State's not bad. I mean, they're pretty good. I think they're going to compete in the Big Ten. Yeah. And uh, But Miami's terrible. Yeah, no, they're they're not good. Yeah. And like you said, they were overranked. Everybody hyped them up. I mean, I, I mean, Joey, in our first episode, he was like, yeah, I mean, like, I really want to say Miami against Alabama. And then it was like Alabama destroyed them, and, and now we've kind of find out Miami's just not a good team. So, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's just like the thing. I guess that happens around week four. You start seeing these teams' real weaknesses, and start seeing like who is actually good and who is not, who is overranked, and who should have been ranked higher. Like, I'm with you. Michigan State should have been ranked higher than they were. Absolutely. So, and and for good reason they weren't. I mean, they yeah. weren't very good last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they were young, getting a little bit older, and that that stuff happens, but. I just wish we would wait a few weeks before we started to rank these teams, and yeah. that way you had a better idea of what was going on. Yeah, and another big game, number 19, Arizona State, losing to number 23, BYU, and Joey picked Arizona State on this one. He was like, I don't see BYU winning it, and I said Arizona State's on the road. I think they're overranked. I think that BYU's defense looks really good, and their offense is stellar, and I was right. We saw so many turnovers in that game, so I just yeah. want to say, Joey, I was right. Haha, you were wrong. Anyway, um, but yeah, what do you think about this upset? And would you really call this an upset? I mean, like, what do you think? Well, BYU looks really good. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of things well. They're very well coached, mm-hmm. a very disciplined team. I think it was 16 penalties on Arizona State to, <laughs> yeah. to BYU's three. So that makes that's a big deal. And then Arizona State turned the ball over four times, three or four times. So, yeah. Um, no, I mean, which surprises me because Arizona State's a very well-coached team as well. Her, yeah. Herm Edwards is, you know, at Arizona State. Um, the last couple seasons, they've been great. But um, BYU's just a top-notch program, very disciplined. Yeah. Um, they run the ball well. Um, they don't they don't beat themselves up. And so, yeah, I think that's – they're just a better team overall. I, I, don't, I wouldn't consider it an upset by any means. Yeah, I think, like we were saying with the AP poll, I think they underranked BYU because they had lost – you know, uh, Zach Wilson, yeah. and they thought that he, they weren't going to be as good without him. I mean, he really wasn't MVP in the Heisman race for a long time. But, you know, these new guys that have come out, you know, and like you said with their coaching, they look really, really good. Yeah. I mean, the turnover chain, like you said, was happening, and everything looks really, really nice. But the biggest upset, and I honestly don't even see this one as much of an upset, but a lot of people do, Fresno State mm-hmm. over 13 UCLA. Yeah. And a lot of people would say this is an upset, but we've been saying all season that Fresno State's not a bad team. I mean, they destroyed yeah. UConn in week zero, lost to Oregon, and then they won their, you know, they had a cupcake game last week, but then they come out and beat, you know, the team that's like seriously hyped. And then, you know, just UCLA falls to that that same um, 
stance of just being an overranked, overhyped team. I mean, yeah, they beat LSU, but if we go back and look at LSU now, they're not looking too good either. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think about this? Well, one? Uh, Fresno State played Oregon well. Yeah. In, in week one, and then Oregon goes on to beat Ohio State, obviously last week. And I mean, UCLA has looked good all year, um, but. I mean, I'm I'm kind of worried. I, they should be pretty good. UCLA should be pretty good. Yeah. It, it makes me worry at how bad LSU may be now. Mm-hmm. You know, with this with that loss to Fresno State. But yeah, I mean, give credit to Fresno State. They they are a good team. Oh, yeah. uh, for sure. But the funniest stat that I saw from last week was USC was the only Pac-12 South team to win. Uh, wow. Which is kind of crazy. So. Um, and yeah, for those of you who don't know, Donovan USC fan right here. I am the USC real USC. Fan. That's right, the real USC. <laughs> <laughs> I might be the only USC fan in, on the East Coast, but um, that's all right. So, yeah, but Fresno State's good. I mean, I don't... Yeah, they're looking good. I think they deserve to be ranked. I think they do. I think they've shown themselves. I, I agree. Or pretty close, you know, maybe yeah. maybe 25, but we'll see. I mean, I think if they if they keep rolling and win some games in their conference, they could have a, have a good year for sure. Absolutely. And another game that we didn't get to talk about much last week, but really did kind of surprise us over here at TBD Sportscast and maybe even at the dub... 22 Auburn losing to number 10 Penn State at Penn State. Of course, it's the wideout game. Of course, you know, it's going to be a great matchup with these two teams because Auburn is no cupcake and they showed themselves not to be a cupcake. But we have a special guest to come in and talk about this game. Penn State student Connor Griffin. Here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Connor Griffin up at Penn State. What's going on, Connor? Not much, man. Been a busy time, but uh, it's definitely been a very fun time up here. A lot of a uh, lot of good things going on at Penn State, so I'm excited. Yeah, especially this weekend, right? Absolutely. This past weekend was one of the best weekends of my life in, in terms of just how crazy it was on campus and the opportunities. It was insane. It was insane. Absolutely. And so you're a senior at Penn State this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to be out of here soon, unfortunately. I hear you. I'm going to be out of here, too. We're both seniors, and uh, really glad to have you on today, man. We're just going to sit down. We're just going to kind of talk a little bit about this past weekend against Auburn. So, I mean, the wideout game is one of the biggest traditions in college football. It's one of the biggest ones. It hasn't even been around that long, right? It's only been around since, like, 2003, 2004, right? 2004 was the first one, the first full stadium wideout, though, because it was just a student section in 2004, 2005. And then, yeah, the first full one was 2007 against Notre Dame. So, really, it's only been around for 14 years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Connor, what is the overall atmosphere or the experience like at the whiteout? It is something unparalleled. Um, it is the ultimate sign of unity in college football. Everybody coming together, everybody wearing white. I mean, it's 110,000 people in the stands. Wow. And you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody – on the Penn State side of things, uh, who's not wearing white, obviously opposing teams, their fans, when they travel, they try and disrupt it a little bit. Auburn actually did a very good job. They traveled very well this past weekend, um, and they had a bunch of orange in the stands, you could see. But, yeah, the Penn State side, everybody's wearing white. Everybody is loud as anything. Everybody is trying to have an impact on the game, and it is just deafening. It is breathtaking to see especially now they, they have the fireworks going off before the games. They started doing that, I think, in 2016. And uh, pregame, it is just an unbelievable sight. I get chills every single time, even though this was my fifth whiteout. It's my fifth whiteout. Nice. Um, but it, this one was probably my favorite. It is the – you can't put it into words exactly how cool it is, but when you're there in person – and especially this past week, uh, we had a bunch of media personalities 
who were there for the first time and, oh, and wow. seeing, yeah, seeing what they have been saying on their shows and on their podcasts and tweeting and everything, look at their stuff and see exactly what they're saying because they are just still blown away, even though we're now three days, four days removed from it. So it's definitely, it, it makes an impact on you and we're able to make an impact on the game for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, would you say in your most unbiased opinion, is this the best game or like the best atmosphere in college football? I mean, I, I would definitely say so. And I, I think people point to LSU as, as the next closest one. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there too, like you, obviously I'm biased when I say the whiteout <laughs> is the best environment in sport, but I also think there is some bias that goes behind saying that LSU was the best environment in the sport because I think yeah. naturally and I'm not to come at you specifically as a Georgia <laughs> fan, but there is like an SEC bias in college yeah. football. So I, I think people for a long time weren't necessarily paying as much attention to things like the whiteout and to what we do up here in the Big Ten. But I think now they're starting to realize it. And I think you guys, you have guys like Kirk Herbstreet and Joel Clad and all these big time media personalities pointing to this and saying, this is really, really cool. And it's having a huge impact on the game. So I think you're starting to see more and more people. And I think generally it'll become more accepted in the next couple of years, especially if Penn State is on this trajectory that they're on now, that you'll you'll start to see that the whiteout is universally regarded as the best environment in sports. Yeah, and I think we're definitely starting to see that more and more in the coming games, in the coming years. But as you said, Auburn actually traveled really well. So with that being said, what were your expectations for Penn State coming into this game? Was there anything that like surprised you or was there anything that you expected to happen that did end up happening or anything like that? Uh, I, I will say Auburn handled the situation very well. Um, I, I was curious to see exactly how Bo Nix would be coming into this game. Obviously, it is well docu- <laughs> excuse me, well documented how he has struggled a little bit on the road. And uh, I thought overall, like the, the plan for him was pretty solid and he was able to be effective. He didn't necessarily make any deep plays down the field, but in terms of managing the game and picking up yards here and there, using his feet in some situations too, I, I was not necessarily expecting him to perform as well as he did. Tank Big, Bigsby, I oh, thought, yeah. yeah, Tank Bigsby, I thought was going to be shut down a little bit in this game. Yeah, he obviously had, I think he was averaging like nine yards a carry or something like that in his first two games. But to Akron, Alabama State, no way yeah. he's going to be able to be effective against Penn State, especially the defense that you know Penn State has shown the past couple of games. Uh, but he was. He, he was very effective. Might have been the best player on the field. So I, I was definitely not expecting that from Auburn's end. But I, I, I was certainly expecting on Penn State side of things, the defense to show up. Yes, you know, they gave up some yardage. And yes, they gave up some big plays. But overall, they didn't break and still 20 points to a team that was scoring 62, 60, like that's very, very good. And then offensively for Penn State, I, I thought that Sean Clifford was going to be able to do a nice job. He's been great at limiting turnovers. Uh, he had one pick at the end of the first half, um, but it didn't come back to, to bite Penn State in any way. And uh, the, the running game was really solid. The, the offensive line probably played one of their best games that Penn State has had from an offensive line maybe ever during Franklin's tenure. So – yeah. Overall, uh, that definitely shocked me too. Um, I knew we had a great offensive line here at Penn State, but they played lights out. So a lot of good stuff all around. That was a very long answer to your short question. But <laughs> I think overall there wasn't anything too surprising, um, but definitely it, it was a really good game. I mean, really good game. Yeah, and last week 
me and Joey picked Penn State to win this game. I was hoping that Auburn would win it just because I'm an SEC fan, but yeah. we, we knew that Penn State was going to pull this out. And like you said, the defense played lights out. They played great, and it was honestly one of the best defensive stands that I've seen in Penn State this year. And also, when we were looking at Penn State at the beginning of the season, they really surprised us because we didn't expect them to be as good as they were, and their defense started showing, about, showing out against everybody they were playing in the Big Ten and in college football in general. So with this win, though, did the AP get it right? Are the, should they be at six or should they be higher or lower? Like, what do you think about that? No, I, I definitely think so. I mean, I was not expecting Penn State to be as high as six. I won't lie. I definitely think Penn State is a top five or six team in the country. But I, I wasn't expecting them to put Penn State above, you know, Clemson, even though Clemson struggled, um, you know, Cincinnati. Well, that's a whole different subject of Clemson. <laughs> oh, no, you no, no kidding. Um, especially, yeah, I have a lot of friends at Clemson and they're not happy right now at all. I mean, um, I be. <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, you know, Cincinnati, they're, they're having a really good season. I, I thought yeah. maybe, you know, they would put Cincinnati above Penn State, but now they've, I think, noticed, yeah, I mean, Penn State has had two top 25 wins. And on top of that, granted, Ball State hasn't really been playing superb this year, but they were the MAC champions last year, and they were returning 20 of 22 starters. And Penn yeah. State handled them, dominated that game from start to finish. So you pair that with the two top 25 wins. I, I do believe that Penn State has the best resume in the country. Obviously, there's the eye test, and there's the preseason hype that factors in um, naturally. But I, I think resume-wise, Penn State, State has the best one in the country, and I think it's absolutely fair that they'd be a top five, top six team in the country. So I was not expecting it because Penn State didn't have a whole lot of preseason hype rolling in. And, yeah, there were the Cincinnati's and the Clemson's, even though they didn't lose this week. Um, and I didn't think that, you know, the committee would put Penn State above those two teams, but they did, and I, I definitely think it's warranted. So, um, yeah, definitely happy with the ranking. And that is something else we talk about on this show a lot is how we do not agree with the AP poll like nine times out of ten but I think here we definitely agreed with it I think that we had them in our top ten last week and we thought that they should be right where they are so we're definitely in agreement with that as well and, but, and not not to look too far ahead but um you know obviously there's Villanova this week for Penn State and then Indiana on October 2nd but then October 9th is Iowa mm -hmm. in Kinnick Stadium so that is going to be a real decider too of just yeah. how good these two teams are obviously I think they're what five and six now or actually Iowa's higher up is are they yeah. I can't remember Iowa's um, at five so they're right okay up. yeah so yeah five five and six um so that that's going to be whoever wins that game assuming both yeah. teams take care of business the next two weeks exactly um Big the winner of that game up. could be yeah the winner of that game could be top three you know something like that so it's going to be exciting yeah, for sure but let's stay looking in the future just for a second so let me ask you, how do you think Penn State is going to do in the Big Ten? And how do you think that the entirety of the Big Ten will come out? Well, it's definitely interesting so far um, because obviously Ohio State, they came out week one against Minnesota, struggled a little bit, but you thought, okay, it's week one. So are you and thinking is, that Penn State is going to show out? or like, Are they showing out more than Ohio State right now, in your opinion? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you look at, the again, the resume, the body of work, and you look at how Ohio State in their two wins has won, not necessarily convincingly. Um, you know, that week one win against Minnesota, like I said, struggled a little bit. But, you know, first-time quarterback, never thrown a pass before in college. Like, you know, you figured there would be some struggles, but they'll get it worked out. And then, of course, they come out the next week and lose in a game where they were the inferior team to Oregon. 
And then this past week, I mean, they gave up, I think, over 500 yards to Tulsa. Um, so, yeah. I mean, they're not, you know, playing exactly well at the moment, and they definitely have some things they need to figure out. So, uh, yeah, I would say Iowa and Penn State, uh, and as you see reflected in the rankings, have been the two best teams in the conference, and that's really going to create some interesting scenarios later on in the year. I mean, Penn State still has to go on the road to face Ohio State. Um, so that, that is still going to be a, a big time game with big time imp implications, assuming Ohio state is able to rebound a little bit and get back yeah. on track. But yeah, I, I think absolutely. This big 10 season is going to be very interesting. Michigan state now is starting mm -hmm. to move up in the rankings. Michigan, Michigan ranked, too. Yeah. Michigan is ranked. Um, that's a, a home game for Penn state, but the Michigan state is on the road the last week of the season. So it's going to be very, very interesting, very interesting. But a lot of teams in the Big Ten are starting to make strides. Um, and now that we're getting into the Big Ten slate, it's going to be fun to see these teams match up. And it's I can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be the, one of the most fun <laughs> years for the Big Ten in a very long time. I hear you, man. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Connor. Ladies and gentlemen, Connor Griffin. You can check him out on Instagram at Real C Griff. And uh, thank you so much for being here today, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. This was fun. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. See you next time, man. See ya. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Connor Griffin from Penn State. We're glad to have him on the show. But now it is time to move on to our game of the week. Again, do you think you know what it is? Do you have any idea? Well, once again, we're going to tell you. Donovan, what's our game of the week? We got Texas A&M at number 16, Arkansas at 3.30. So, um, good time at probably on the uh, on CBS on on the SEC and should be a great game. This yeah, is going to be yeah. This is going to be a big matchup for you know a couple of reasons. Number one, if they can beat both Texas teams at home, that's yeah. going to be a huge thing for them in the polls for where they should be ranked and how they should be seen as a team. Plus, Georgia's got to play them the week after this game, so not this week, but next weekend they're going to Athens to play us. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at this game. Um, but this is going to be a huge matchup for sure. And like I said a couple weeks ago, you know, Joey picked Texas to win that game. I picked Texas as well. But I did say in the SEC, anything can happen, yeah. especially at Arkansas. I mean, if you go back last year during the COVID season, look, Georgia was losing until we brought in Stetson Bennett. Mm -hmm. Arkansas was playing a good game. They were ready for us. They were prepared and they showed up. But we ended up showing them out. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. but ultimately, when it comes down to this game, I think Texas A&M has been overranked. Like they've been playing nothing but cupcakes. They barely won against Colorado. Arkansas has a top 25 win against Texas. So I'm saying, Arkansas, you're going to take this one home. That's what I'm thinking. What do you think, Donovan? Are you, are you hoping that Arkansas wins this week to come into Georgia hyped up and ready to go instead of like a – uh, they could lose and then come in and, and have a revenge week, you know, on Georgia. Yeah, and, and when it comes to that, I I, I want Texas A&M to lose this game because I've been saying all season they're overranked and overhyped and I don't think they're a good team. Um, at the same time, I it would be cool for them to win that game when you know and come in and you know be hyped up and then lose to Georgia because that would, <laughs> I mean Georgia's got the best defense in the country. Nobody's coming close to us on that, and I think that we still have enough to beat them. We'll talk about that way more next week. But for this week, I'm going Arkansas. I'm going to say that we're going to win this game strictly based on the fact that Texas A&M hasn't played anybody. Arkansas has been showing out this season, and I think that's I think they're going to come out with it. I got you. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I think Texas A&M is, is doing this year differently than in the past. I think they have, like, the top-ranked defense statistically in 
um, in points per game. But like you said, they haven't really played anybody yet. Um, we'll see. I think Arkansas is ranked 21st in points per game um, this season in, in college football. So um, it should be a, an offense versus defensive battle. Um, I just – I really like Arkansas. I really like – I think they have a complete game. I think they run the ball well. Um, the passing is good, and their defense is playing well. I think they they should win this game. Um, I'm sure it's a close. It's going to be like a maybe – Texas A&M is probably favored, I would say, in this game by a couple points. But, um, yeah, I think Arkansas – it's going to take the win at home. I think it's going to be big for them. And then I agree with you. I think they're going to go into Athens next week and probably get beat up. But yeah, we'll see. And just a point to be made, though, Joey said this. They could have only beat Texas because they were overprepared for that game because that is such a huge matchup. Yeah. And that could be true. But either way, I'm still going to go with Arkansas. I think that they're going to pull it out. And I think they're going to do the same thing to Texas A&M that they did to Texas. So, But real quick, if you're not following us on Instagram, go ahead and check us out at TBD Sportscast on Instagram and Facebook. That is where we are releasing our TBD Top 25 every week. Go check it out. Go subscribe to us on this YouTube video. And thank you so much for listening. Moving on, though, to our final topic of the day, our big week four matchups. And some of these matchups are pretty big time prime and uh, some of them are not as important, but I mean, some really, really good matchups here in week yeah. four, starting out with honestly, probably one of my favorites, number 12, Notre Dame at number 18, Wisconsin at 12 PM. So with this game, same with like Texas A&M, Notre Dame is overranked. <laughs> Notre Dame is overhyped. They've beat cupcakes by field goals both times. I mean, they, they almost lost to a FSU team. That lost to Jacksonville State. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Jacksonville State's a great team. But still, this is Brian Kelly almost losing to two cupcake teams and then still struggling against Purdue last week and yeah. then coming in and, and getting the dubs somehow. But in Wisconsin, you know, they got a loss to Penn State, but I mean that doesn't mean they're a bad team. I think that they just had some struggles in that first game. I still think they're a good football team. I honestly think they're a little underranked. I think they should be ranked a little bit higher. I think they're a better yeah. football team than, than Notre Dame for sure. Yeah. So that's who I'm going with. I'm going with Wisconsin to win this game. I don't see Notre Dame taking it out at all. Yeah, This is a very old school field game, right? I mean, a lot of like big dudes up front. It's going to be <laughs> a lot of a lot of power runs and um, it should be good defense on both sides. I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, Notre Dame is, is fortunate to play well in the fourth quarter in the first three weeks of the season. I agree with you. I think they're overrated. But I would also say that every season I feel like Notre Dame is overrated. So uh, there is a little bit, a little bit of bias there. But um, no, I just don't. I don't think Notre Dame's as good. They lost a lot, and that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, so I think Wisconsin will take this game as well. Yeah, Joey, what do you think, buddy? Wisconsin. All right, there you go. All right, next matchup. <laughs> our, uh, this is uh, one of our only unranked matchups this week that we thought was actually going to be a good game, and I think it is. LSU at Mississippi State at 12 p.m. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't think LSU is, is very good. Um, and so <laughs> at the end of the day, um, that's that's kind of it for me. I, Mississippi State has played well. I, they have a um, – actually, I read an article that that USC was maybe potentially even considering their head coaches for their yeah. job. I don't think that will oh, happen. Like, like that's not going to happen. But – um, yeah, I, Leach has got Mississippi State playing well. Obviously, their offense is going to click and be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to move the ball well. And um, again, I just don't think LSU is very good. So I'm going to Mississippi State. I hear you. I I'm going to go opposite of you. I think that Max Johnson is still a good quarterback. I think they're mm -hmm. a little rough around the edges for sure. I mean, like, and now we're seeing that UCLA's win over LSU is not even that 
you know, big of a game because, of, I mean, they just lost to Fresno State. I mean, we're starting to see all these different kind of, you know, rhythms come out of these teams. And I think that LSU is going to beat Mississippi State. I don't think that Mississippi State has the defense to hold up against Max Johnson and Kayshawn Butte and all the running backs they have. I think that they're, I mean, because they didn't play bad necessarily against UCLA. I mean, they definitely lost the game, but sure. I think that they're a good enough football team. I think that they're going to win this. I think they're going to win this game for sure. Um, what, do you th- what do you think, Joey? LSU. All right. And uh, you were saying, Don? Yeah, I, I would add in there, too. If, if LSU is to win, it's definitely going to be from the de- defensive backfield, which is their their strong point every season. So, um, you know, if, if they play well, they I think they definitely could win. But um, Mississippi State for me. Yeah, for sure. And number nine, Clemson at NC State at 330. And Clemson, Clemson's a sore spot right now for a lot of fans and for a lot of people in college football. So, Ugh, that that one's that one's tough because you got Clemson who barely barely beat Georgia Tech and struggled against SC State and lost to Georgia and you got NC State who lost to Mississippi State but beat the mess out of Florida mm-hmm. so I mean it, I don't know man that's a tough one <laughs> well it's a big game so um, NC State will probably not show up whatsoever um, although NC State has played Clemson well in the past for sure they they've had a lot of close games field goal games in the last several years and um i think this is a bounce back week for clemson though um their offenses looked absolutely terrible especially last <laughs> week i know and, and it's the that offensive line the weather was bad the offensive line is bad um and so i think they're going to get some things fixed this week and um i think they'll they'll have no problem um against nc state personally but um yeah we'll see how it goes but clemson's been pretty bad yeah Man, this is a tough one for me. I don't know, man, because Clemson did not play. Well. I mean, they almost lost to Georgia Tech. If Georgia Tech would have scored at the end, they would they would have lost that game. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go NC State on this one. Uh, I I'm not confident in it at all. Uh, but you know, like I, t- I was telling Joey, like it's not likely, but them having another regular season loss on their schedule is becoming more and more of a possibility for sure. So just with the way they've been playing, I mean, sure they might get better and they might hit their stride, you know, around November, like Connor was saying, but I don't know. I'm going with NC state and uh, Joey, let me guess, buddy. Uh, Clemson. Uh, Clemson. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) All right, man. How you feeling, buddy? All right, moving on. Number 24, UCLA at unranked Stanford at 6 p.m. You being the Pac-12 guy, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, this is a tough one for me, especially with UCLA coming off a loss to Fresno State. Um, I think they're better than that. I I think that was just one of those games. Maybe they they were overlooking Fresno State to kind of look on to Stanford. And then you have Stanford who looked terrible week one against Kansas State. No good. I mean – absolutely got destroyed uh, Kansas State ran the ball all over him over 200 yards rushing well they also do um, have Deuce Vaughn I mean that guy's good <laughs> he is good he is good and and K-State's known for that yeah right? for sure. they're, they're they're tough to stop they they have a lot of different um a lot of different things going on in, in the backfield um and so and then Stanford comes out against USC again USC's not very good or or we haven't played up to our potential I would say to this point look great I yeah. mean defense look good I think the quarterback change is helpful for Stanford. Yeah, um, that's 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 being the key. They're going to run the ball well. They're gonna they're gonna um, they're going to be very disciplined. 
Um, and, I, and I like the quarterback that they have. So um, I think it all depends on if, if UCLA can get pressure on them. I, I'm going to pick Stanford in this game, being at home. I, I think that Shaw will have Stanford ready to, to play for sure. And, um, again, at home, I think uh, they beat UCLA. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm picking Stanford just because of the way that UCLA has been playing the past couple weeks. And Stanford is no cupcake either. And I think a lot of people started the season out thinking that Stanford was going to be a cupcake. And then they come off and beat USC by 20 points. They just beat Vanderbilt last week by 20 points. Yeah. And I mean, Vanderbilt is kind of, I mean, obviously they're, you know, like the armpit of the SEC. But sure. they're, I mean, Vanderbilt's not good. But Stanford, I think, can pull this out. And honestly, I think that if Stanford wins this game, I think they switch spots in the AP. I think UCLA drops out and Stanford comes in yeah. to the to the top 25. Sure. And I think that's where we're at with that one. And uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you got, buddy? What do you think, Joey? Stanford. Sounds good to me, man. <laughs> and uh, our last matchup. And honestly, I think this is my favorite one that we're about to pick. This is West Virginia unranked at number four, Oklahoma at 730. And before we get into this one, yeah, Oklahoma being at four, I completely agree with that. Oregon being above them at three, not sure about that. But Oklahoma at four, I completely agree with because I mean like every game they've played, they've almost lost. They almost lost to Tulane. They only mm-hmm. won by five points. I mean they destroyed Western Carolina, but I mean that's a you know they're a lower tier SCS school. So I mean that's that's one thing. And then you know they almost lost to Nebraska. They only won by a touchdown. I mean like I mean the defense is not there. West Virginia's got Letty Brown. He's gonna run all over them next week. Yeah. They're not gonna be ready to stop that run game. I'm going with West Virginia to win this game. I got you. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a track meet. Um, they, <laughs> they may score 60 points each. Um, who knows? But I, uh, for whatever reason, and, and, it, and it always is frustrating to me, um, Oklahoma just shows up in these types of games. I, I think this is definitely a game where West Virginia could come in and, and win, and, and no one would be surprised. Um, however, I just think um, – just think that uh, Rattlers is going to get it going, and um, Lincoln Riley is going to find a way to, to pull this out. That maybe one one possession game where they have the ball last, probably what we're looking at here. But Oklahoma's defense is terrible, um, but I think the offense will overcome, and Oklahoma's going to win this game. We'll just have to agree to disagree on that one. But I mean, I think that West Virginia is going to win this one for the exact reasons I said, just with Letty Brown and Oklahoma not having an offense. And, you know, Oklahoma being dropped to four, that may have an effect on them. I mean, I know these teams don't like to think about rankings and stuff like that, especially this early in the season. But, like, you know, they think that they're a good team. And if they want to prove to get back to three, then they're going to have to prove it. I mean, almost losing to Tulane and almost losing to Nebraska is not going to cut it. Absolutely. So, they, I mean, they need to step it up. I mean, that's why I'm saying I agree with them at four. And, Joey, what would you think, buddy? Oklahoma. All right, man. Thanks so much. We hope you feel better, dude. But yeah, I mean, that that's our podcast. Donovan, thank you so much for being here today, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, I appreciate you having us on. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find us at the Dub Sports um, podcast that's on Apple and Spotify. Um, you can also check us out at the Dub Sports podcast on Instagram and Facebook as well. Awesome. So always remember, no matter what team you pull for, If you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. And just know that God showed his love for us in this, that while we were still his enemies, he sent his only son to die for us. If you want to talk about Jesus, we will be glad to talk about that with you. Leave a comment on this YouTube video. Hit us up on Facebook and Instagram DM. We would love to talk about that with you. And just always know that you are loved, you are cared for, and you are wanted, and you have a purpose that God created you for. So thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next week. Later. Thank you.